Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Rabbit in Red Radio. This, oh my God. Oh, shut up, Mike. This is going to be something a little bit different. This is going to be part of our Death Wish Week. Where it's Death Wish Week. Death Wish every single day. So, oh. God, I hope you're ready for that. I hope you have oh. enough alcohol. So, yeah. This is yeah, not. These going... are going up in the morning. People can't drink in the morning. Uh, with with this series, you may need it. All right. So here's the thing: it's not going to be a normal Drinking. episode. We are simply going to focus solely on an entry of the Death Wish series. Dive into it, discuss it, and uh, be back the following day to do it all over again. So, right. but do you have? Remember, we have a surrogate 
Death Wish film that you're including in this as well. Or I don't know if surrogate's the right word, but well, a, here's, a, here's here's what I was yeah. thinking, Mike. We'll yes. we'll run through the Death Wish proper series, and I was yes, thinking five. I no, five. I I was thinking once those six films are done, no, five. we could do a a regular episode, kind of recapping our thoughts on the series, and also cover uh, Death Sentence, which is basically a pseudo Death Wish film based loosely off from the sequel book Death Sentence. Oh. So you were thinking of doing it that way. I was thinking of doing it like one, two, three, four, five, death sentence because it's still good, probably. And then the shit, which is the Bruce Willis death wish. Now, see, as the last. I, I went into because this open minded. I'm going to need the, you to go into this open minded. Also, because, I'm going to need you of, to watch it or I'm just going to start doing these on my own. Well, because think of what I'm saying. Think of what I'm saying. If we do the remake death wish last. Okay, since since it would be on Sunday, which is also Easter, right? Now Easter is about the the birth of the the Savior and the risen resurrection, right? So yeah, it's not about his the, birth. It's, well, no, no, no. it's about oh him yeah, rising. that's right. That that's Christmas. My fault. Um, no, Jesus but the Christ. way that it works is, think of it. If we use the Death Wish reboot for Easter, then that means that if it's good, then Bruce Willis came in and resurrected. the the death wish series see it's his resurrection and my my whole thoughts on it mike was that we would simply cover death wish do a regular episode kind of talking about our thoughts overall and cover the final film kind of like a setup for what we're going to be doing in the summer where we do a regular episode but focus on a film in that episode yeah well that's a different segment within that episode right 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 I see what you're talking about. But we'll hammer that out later. You're so, a uh, motherfucker. Thank you very much. So, let's, uh, Mike. Let why don't why don't we start things off? Why don't you play the trailer and then we'll we'll begin. Oh God. Oh wait, no. This is the good trailer. I'm sorry. Here we go. Enjoy a typical afternoon in New York City. Who is it? Groceries, man. My name is Paul Kersey. How's my life? I'm sorry. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Kersey. Any chance of catching these men? There's a chance, sure. Just a chance. I'd be less than honest if I gave you more hope, Mr. Kersey. This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. Listen to the real. Hear me the money. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Bugging has gone down by how much, sir? $9.50 a week to $4.70, he reported last week. You understand not too many people know that. And uh, you want to keep it that way, huh? Oh, no, we have to keep it that way, Inspector. This whole city would explode. This person is listening to my voice. I urge him in the name of law and order to desist from this one-man crusade and turn himself into the police. Let's see the money, man. 
him a mad vigilante. Call him a hero. Either way, he's always on target. We want you to get out of New York. Permanently. Never make a death wish. Because a death wish always comes true. And you get to love it. All right, and that was a brilliant fucking trailer. See, now that is a good fucking movie. I watched this the other day, and I got it. It's fucking so good. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? Even looking at the poster here, as I'm looking, I'm staring at Bronson, and he's holding that gun, and it looks like he's turned looking at that black thug, and he wants to just shoot the black thug and watch the black thug roll down the fucking steps. That's what he wants. Wow, that's not racist at all, Michael. <laughs> um... I didn't say the N-word, I said black. <laughs> That's because I yelled at you before. Oh, right. Well, I never said the N-word in the first place. I said the W-word. That's different. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we really dive into this, I, I think it's kind of important for this one mm-hmm. to talk about the production before we really talk about the film because yes. I hadn't seen this since VHS days, probably around 12. VHS, fuck you, you never watched it. I, I did because it, it was so talked about, it was whispered about, it's it's infamous because, you know, it's so brutal and this and that. So, of course I watched it, but I had almost no memory of it, and uh, after I watched it, I had to do a little bit of research because... Well, well, we'll get into that, but I want to talk about the production right now. Um, and Mike, you can chime in at any point that you have something on the production, but mm-hmm. um, obviously this is based off from a book, but here's something that you may not know if you haven't read the book. Yep. Um, the book is actually anti-vigilante. So right yeah, well, there, the we're, we're seeing a difference. Too, though. Mm, well, well, let's... Let, Let's debate that in a tiny bit, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was originally supposed to be a Sydney, yeah, Sydney LeMay film starring Jack Lemmon as Paul Kersey. And, and they also wanted Henry Steve Fonda. McQueen. Steve McQueen. Well, here, here's the thing. Henry Fonda was supposed to play the chief of police, but LeMay chose to do Serpico, and that caused... Lemon and Fonda to drop out. You know, they they went after several actors because everyone knows if, if you get that lead right, right, the rest of it will fall in place. Right. You know, Steve McQueen. There are tons of big actors at the time. Yeah, but I went, don't think any of them could have did. You know what Johnson? Well, I mean, not Johnson. Bronson did. Well, here, here's right. the thing: they they couldn't get any of them. They did end up and get uh, Michael Winner as the director, who brought on his friend. Charles Bronson. Yes, brilliant choice. Then they, well, Mr. Winner chose to uh, rewrite the script. Oh, so there was a different script entirely. Uh, Yeah, and and I actually think that's a little evident throughout this film. So it was not originally intended to be as violent. They were going to make Death Wish PG rated. Um. Well, a the the ratings was a little bit different back then, Mike, but... Uh, well, PG would have been what it is. It, it was It was supposed to, from my understanding, it was supposed to be, you know, Jack Lemmon as the everyman and really his struggle with this, but it was going to be just opposed to Henry Fonda mm-hmm. trying to track him down. So we were going to follow both equally and we were going to see, 
the impact that a vigilante has not only on him but kind of the city. Right. Okay. So it was it was going to be almost Oscar bait, you know, that huge drama film. And instead, we got Michael Winner and Charles Bronson. You say that like it's a bad thing. I don't really like your tone there. <laughs> okay, well, let's just dive into the film. Um, yes, I mean, please. We start off, and you've touted this scene before, where uh, Paul and his wife's in Hawaii, yeah. and uh, we're, we're just kind of so established cute. in his relationship, it's right? It's so cute and so adorable, and his, and his, and his fingers are... They're so nicely manicured. I was like looking at them and I, I envied him. And then the way he was with the camera, just taking the picture, it's like, holy fuck, dude, you are creating art right here on that beach. Um, I, I wasn't blown away by it. However, I, I thought it was a nice scene. And actually, and this was something. suit was amazing, by the this way. This was actually something that Winner added. And I think it's the right choice. It, it really establishes. The family, unless you know kind of the understanding, um, they they did a decent job with that. I can't take anything away from that. Right. Um, you know, we get back. They don't really set up the daughter at all, and you kind of struggle to understand who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are also introduced to uh, mid seventies New York City, and uh, gotta say. That's one of my favorite parts about this film is just kind of that time capsule of 1974 New York. 74 New York. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to say, even before we really move on, um, I'm not sure how old Mr. Bronson was in this. Um, I'm trying to think, because it was 74, right? And I believe he was born in 1918 or 1919. So let's do the math. And I can't really do that too quick. <clears throat> but uh, either way, that beach scene, he's in really good shape, especially for mid-70s. Right. And an architect? I mean, that's that's mind-boggling. I mean, I can't think of any architect. Well, I've only met one. But Oh, he I've... was 52 so... in Death Wish. So he was 52 and better shape than I am now at 34, or at least a little more slim. Well, that's because, you know, he could wear that turning heel shirt that you wear to the gym and, you know, be good at it. You just wear it as, like, you don't even deserve to wear it because you've never even seen Breaking Bad. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't care that much about meth, Michael. Anyway, uh, the, that just kind of surprised me right off. Um <laughs> And, uh, all right, so let's jump straight to what everyone is, uh, heard so much about. We get yeah. straight to the attack. Now, do you realize that by the time 13 minutes rolled in the film, that rape scene was already, like, happening? And I was like, ooh. Yeah, because, see, I remembered, because, like I told you, when I was a teenager and I used to, you know, get really off on the daughter when they were doing that. And, you know, you have to realize that it's like you're hitting at that and you know at that point so it's like 13 minutes in whoop you go to 14 minutes too far 15 too far 13 start slow mowing it and, and right here's where i have a little bit of a problem mm-hmm. um i have no problem with you know hitting us quick with it i think there should have just been a tiny bit more setup i mean no we, we get who the goons are we don't really even understand who the other person is with uh paul's wife 
and no reason whatsoever that they follow him. There could have been throwaway dialogue of let's let's rob these bitches. There's no why they followed him. Yes, you 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 wait. You're telling me no 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 no. I have to assume why. There's no no reason. Did they go there to rape him? Did they go there to rob him? Did they go there? There's no reason given. None. Okay. There could have even been a quick establishing shot okay. of a bunch of fucking cash as she was buying groceries. You, okay, yo, you missed it though. You missed it though. Because what happened was no, they saw him in the grocery store and that guy was freaking out, going like ah la, 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 and he's fucking freaking out like a lunatic. Then he saw their box of groceries and you know, he they, they he pulled the slip out and he saw the address. I, I saw that. In There's the box no of groceries. reasoning yes. why, though, Michael. What do you they, mean? they don't Dude. tell us why. Okay. It's well, just like, is, oh, look, the, there's bitches. Oh, there's under, an address. We're going to go here. Well, they assumed that they were that they were hot bitches, which, okay, I'll give it. The daughter was a hot bitch. The the wife, not so much. But, you know, they wanted, they wanted some. So that's why they took the address and they went and they followed them. All I'm saying of is... is, is uh, an establishing shot or throwaway dialogue, this could have been made a tiny bit better. That's I all I'm saying. I think you're being a little too picky. However, we, we get straight to the attack. It's pretty yeah. decent. Um, I, I guess pretty it's just... Decent. Dude, no. In this day and age, it didn't phase me at all. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you what I don't... And, and, and the whole fact that, that it, it's talked about rape, she wasn't raped. They spray-painted her ass and hey, uh, Jeff no. Goldblum tried to get a blowjob. Jeff job. Goldblum was going to... F- feed her his manhood but he didn't he tried to <laughs> and, and then that... she would have bit it off and you know what i'll tell you what tagging her asshole like that that was brilliant okay because you just don't see that in films of today i think no, we don't i think that we need more asshole tagging hashtag <laughs> asshole tagging and, and i i just think hashtag that bitch and but i gotta tell you what i did not appreciate before the attack when they were walking in the hallways and fucking spray paint. You don't tag walls like that in an apartment building. What are you, a fucking animal? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I guess at the time period that was very shocking. Um. Just for today, it's not. So it didn't really phase me. And then later throughout the movie, as the started, daughters just if Goldblum started mouth fucking her, that would be, you know. Yeah, that would have just been more jerk off for be, you and your weird obsession. That'd be shocking. That would really be shocking. Um, yeah, it just kind of loses an impact uh, on me, at least. I mean, I've I've seen the Devil's Rejects. Uh, this doesn't phase me at all. Um, especially, yeah, but Devil's Rejects did not have ass tagging. It was that was gross. That was icky. That that was what this is made out to be. This scene. Um. And uh, the fact that the daughter's institutionalized for the rest of the film, I, I think's a bit much, but I go with it. I can go with it. Um, uh, and then and then we get Mr. Bronson coming back and discovering what has happened. You know, he gets the phone call. They go to the hospital. And, you know, he. I guess he tries to act, but we really don't see any emotion from Paul, really. What are you talking about no emotion? You can clearly see emotion. And then when they're at the cemetery and it's snowing and there's his hair's all covered in snow, that's real emotion. What emotion? He's just standing there talking to his daughter. Nothing. Yeah, but the daughter wasn't talking like she was. She's fucking catatonic at this point. Yeah, but there's could... no emotion by Bronson. 
Yeah, the, but there is a you Martian. You could have put a you mannequin there and no. you would have got just as no. much emoting out no. of him in that scene. No, no, no. You could now, maybe totally when he got the phone call, distraught. maybe when he got the phone call and a little bit at the hospital, like, yeah. y- you see a little bit, right. but honestly, for finding out that his wife is dead and his daughter's catatonic, there's yeah. there's very little impact. It's right, like, but he's trying to be strong for the daughter because, look, if you break down... He hasn't even a, seen her yet. Yeah. I'm talking about the phone call and the hospital. Those yeah. were his most emotive scenes that we've seen so far. Yeah, and it was and, brilliant. 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 It's like he got stung by a bee. No, because if you got stung by a bee, you'd be like, ah, fuck, motherfucking piece of shit bee, I'm going to rip all the honey out of your ass. I don't even think he would. I think he'd just look at it. <laughs> but Maybe he, here, here's the gun and shoot it. Here's here's the thing that I've come to realize, and somebody smarter than me has said it, so I'm not even going to take credit for it. But when it comes to films, there there are two types of actors in the world. Now there are actors that embody the character and and take us on an emotional journey, right? Right. Yeah. And then there there are quote unquote movie stars that come in and they do the exact same performance in every film. And he did not do the exact same performance in every film because he was different from one to two to three to four to five. Well, we'll get into that. But for this one, I I think we get a Charles Bronson performance where there there's he's the everyman, he's the yeah. tough guy, he's the badass. Right. And then he's asked to be emotional and an everyman and he yeah. just can't do it. No, but he totally can. He's being a more subdued emotional, but yet emotional still. Okay, my father is the toughest fucking person I have ever met. He's right. been paralyzed for three months, taught himself to walk again. Um, I, I've seen him have multiple injuries and unfazed by it. Right. Uh, the day his father died, he cried. Right. Charles so... Bronson just either A, is an emotional, emotionless machine... Or well, just he is a can't act. He can't. He's asked to do something that he cannot do, and that's how I take this because we're watching scenes that should be emotional. And Charles Bronson's just like, "Why is it taking so long? It's taking so long." <laughs> but he, what do you yeah, mean but, she's dead? But she's catatonic. When can I see her? Right, but because he's doing that because he's trying to stay strong. He, he's trying to play the strong, he's silent trying type. Trying to act. And he's can't. being the strong, silent type. That's exactly what Winner wanted him to do, and that's exactly what he did. Oh no, we'll get into Winner. We'll get into that piece of shit later. You don't like him at all, I guess. Uh, from watching his three films here, yes. No, but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll we'll talk about him at a he's later date. Right now, yeah. I don't care to see it. Um. <laughs> so. Throughout this, Paul's kind of emotionless, and we don't yes. really get to see any impact that this has had on him. Right. At all, in my opinion. Okay. Now, do you blame that on Bronson, or do you blame that on the fact that Michael Winner may be a bad director in your in your point? I, I think the problem is, is that this script was written for Sidney LeMay's film. Right. And then Winner and Bronson came in and had to change it so it would work for them. So this was not written for Bronson. This was not written for his acting skills. And they had to kind of come in and adjust this the best they could. And they still had to have some of these scenes because obviously they make sense. 
Right. It was already established. It was here. They need those scenes. Right. Bronson <gasps> did not pull them off. I disagree. Oh, oh Mike, I'm going to come down there and shoot your mom in the <laughs> face. How are you going okay. to react to that? I would be like, thank God you took a great burden off of my hands. Okay. And then I'm going to revive Donald Pleasance. Uh-huh. Let you see him. Say, hi, Donald. And then I'm going to rape him and shoot him in front of you. <laughs> Could you tag his asshole first? Yes, I will. Then I would proceed to take the gun, shove it down your throat, and shoot you so hard that the bullet will fly out your asshole afterwards. Would you be angry? Would you be yelling? Would you be crying? Would I you have would any kind of fucking emotion at all? Because Charles Bronson doesn't. You would cease to live anymore. And I would put myself well, I could go to prison because you killed Donald. Okay, so we're, we're going to move on because I think right there that little bit of anger in your voice demonstrates my point that there should be emotion. However, um, Paul gets attacked. He has the roll quarters in his sock or his two, whatever. And, oh my God, this is honestly, this is his worst acting in the film. Oh, and by the way, I'm just going to side note for a second. Did you notice the blood in this movie when people got shot? It looked almost like the blob was oozing out of their wounds. It, it's like bright red. Yeah, it's the blob. It's the blob. It, it's it's uh, 1970s blood. It's Good the old blob. 70s blood. Anyway, uh, I, 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 I like the idea. I like the attack. Bronson just can't... Again, he can't act to show the, the, the problem that his character is having. Well, you know what? He shouldn't have to act because if that was Bronson in real life and he wasn't acting, he would have killed the motherfucker. <laughs> he would have, but right here, you know, he's being asked to have this... this well, that's Winner's this fault. This issue then. of a major character because, you know, we, we, we have already established mm -hmm. that he is a pacifist. He doesn't believe in violence. You know, he was a conscientious objector in the war, blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah. And he has to attack this guy that could have been the person that attacked his family. Right. So then you see, there you go. And he that's... gets the, the most emotion we get is shaky hands to the face, right. slaps him with the quarters. Right. But again, see, you are contradicting yourself because again okay he was a conscientious conscientious objector we get that so then that means that he would really not be into like you know coming and like hauling ass off on somebody just because he doesn't like violent and that's violence. what i'm saying He's right here they're, they're not, trying you know, with this scene they're trying to show that mike they're trying to show right. the change in character exactly. except all we get is hands to the face I'm going to slap you now. Right. And that's, yeah, but because that's, that's, that's not what acting. He does. No, that's what he does. <laughs> that is acting. It's Putting how your you're hands supposed to, to your play. face yes. is not acting. Yes, it is. That that's winner. Like, okay, Charles, you need to show us the drama here. You need to show us the emotion. You're going to change. This is the moment you go into killing mode. How do I yeah. do that? <laughs> I, it, show, show us that you're scared and then confident. I how do I do that? Just put your fucking hands to your face, Charles, and then slap him. Gotcha. And he did. And then did you notice <laughs> after that? Okay, and after that, when with oh the, my with god, the that fucking... scene where he's celebrating back at his house, swinging the sock around, 
That is almost laugh out loud funny. That's something. I, I mean, I liked it though because it shows that he is a man to be reckoned with. It does not. Yes, it does. I, I, I do kind of appreciate that he celebrated a tiny bit, but it, it was it was funny. Mm. And and then comes uh, uh, Winner's biggest misstep to me in this film. We suddenly lose any momentum in the film and go to Arizona for how long, Mike? 10, 15 minutes? 10 right. minutes? Yeah, but that that's not losing momentum. That's him getting the gun and being shown. Oh, my God. This, you know, this is that was so brilliant. bad. That so was bad. Brilliant. It was brilliant. So much chunky dialogue about, out here we just shoot them. Your yeah. city's full of it, scum. It's it just, sets it up. Oh, well, my. New York is that is not setting anything up. That's, here's our plot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you're doing. You got you to gotta hand feed the audience because the audience the, is stupid. The only he, – here's, here's what I say. Mm-hmm. This should have been before the first attack. And it should have been a montage to cut down on a lot of that stupid talk. Mm-hmm. The best part should have been included, though, the shooting range where we actually established those things about Paul, that he was a pacifist, that he was in the army, his family history with guns, why he's a good shot. All that, that was a great scene. The rest of it could have been streamlined a lot. Well, then maybe they should have had like a montage with like the death wish like theme like yeah and cut out all the old west bullshit that was fucking stupid well no that that's a tribute to bronson's uh western work uh, we didn't need it it was totally needed just as a tribute you need that tribute <laughs> all right and then uh the crazy cowboy that for whatever reason wears uh shooting range glasses all yep. the time yeah, gives Charles a gun. That was the that was the best in the world. I love it. Love That's it. such a fucking weird thing. A guy shows up to help you do some work, and then after a month, you're like, "Here's a gun." Yeah, thank you. For I mean, I've work. never been to Arizona or Arkansas where people fuck their cousins, apparently, because right. who the fuck just gives a, a general acquaintance a gun? Like, right. I kind of like you. Here's a gun. Mm-hmm. It's like honestly, this film was made by somebody not. American, yeah. just what they think America is. Right. America has a lot of guns. Of course, you just give gun as present, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, past that horrible misstep, uh, this is where Death Wish really kind of kicks off. Paul goes back and he starts using himself as bait yes. to kill people, right? And the best was when he vomited after the first kill. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Again, it's it's showing the the journey of the character. Yep, and that's that why I said vomit scene. That's I why I said you know the the first attack should have came after Arizona, so we could have seen the step where he goes from the quarters to the gun, and he yeah, goes from did. being happy so to throwing up. Right. We, we just get a, a a smoother through line with that. But anyway, he, here's my my biggest problem with this. Paul has. No purpose. He has no focus. He's just an aimless psychopath killing machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not out for revenge. We 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 don't get any clues of him trying to track down those people or anything. He's just he's a fucking psychopath in this. That that's all it is. He's just fucking killing scumbags. That's it. He's a he's a vigilante. That's not even vigilante, really. Yes, it he's, is. 
He's a fucking psychopath, Michael. No, he's not a psychopath because he's not killing good people. He's killing bad people. That makes him a vigilante. I, I, I get it if there was a little bit of focus, if there was something. All he does is he walks around until somebody tries to mug him or, or something like that, and then he just mm-hmm. shoots them. Yeah, brilliant. It's brilliant. That, that's not even storytelling. It is because you're telling a story that if the guy gets fucked with, he's going to fuck with the people right back. And that's exactly what he does. Shooting those motherfuckers on the subway, shooting those motherfuckers in the fucking, the guy that was going to like, give me the money, give me the money, give me the money. And boom, fucking dead bitch. But then, you know, the police come in and uh, I actually have to say, I kind of enjoy the police parts. I I think the the, uh, captain, I believe he was, was a little over the top in his performance no he was golden i loved him um but i i i enjoyed that and this is really where the original script kind of shines through you get that um and uh really it just kind of comes down to bronson being a psychopath he finally meets up with a mugger that has a gun psychopath vigilante Mm -hmm. um meets up with a mugger that has a gun Mm -hmm. gets shot tracks him down and then tells him to draw before he passes out. And then, yes. of course, you know, the police actually not being morons <laughs> catch him. And uh, because his actual vigilanteism. Vigilanteism. As, yeah, that's because that's because his word. acts as a vigilante have actually affected the crime rate. The commissioner yeah. and everyone in New York don't want him caught. They they want the myth of this guy out there mm-hmm. to persist. Yes. Okay, I can kind of go with that. Mm-hmm. So they let him go, but here, here's my question for you, Mike, because you're a fan of this film. Yes. Why is Paul obsessed with westerns suddenly out of fucking nowhere? He tells this kid to draw, and then he's asking the police, do you want me out by sundown? That was great. I love that, that line. I, I just kind of sat there. I was like, What? You laughed at it, didn't you? you I didn't me. laugh. You I was fucking just, laughed at it. I didn't. I did not. I was shocked. I just. I didn't know if he was supposed to be kind of drugged up or if no, he was I just. No, I think. I think he was. I think it was meant to be facetious. I think he was joking around, honestly. Just kind of like fucking with him. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, and then of course we get the setup for the follow up of you know get the fuck out of our city. He does. He goes yeah. to. And Chicago, the, and the best is when he's in that fucking airport and he sees those fucking scumbags in the airport and he fucking goes and he does the fucking gun with his finger and I'm like yes he has that look on his face like um here's Chicago and I am gonna clean you the fuck up and uh yeah I I mean I guess if you've been on board with it so far you're pumped up by that because you know that's oh, just set up Paul's gonna keep going he's gonna keep killing I was like yes and see by the time I saw this there was already a one two three and a four out and obviously I realized that so when I saw this and I saw this end, I'm like, yes, I am pumped for this next one. I am pumped. I am amped. Let's bring it the fuck on, please. Thank you. All right, Mike. So let's kind of get into our overall thoughts. And as I told you, I'm going to do uh, my letter to box score. Shittered, your shittered box. <laughs> All right. So um, overall, this isn't a bad oh, movie. Did we even mention that Jeff Goldblum, this was his first film? I didn't say it was his first film, but we did mention that he's uh, trying to get a blowjob in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. And I I do think that, you know what would have made the movie even better? If maybe if she did get to suck him off, 
that in the process of the 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 sucking, you, you already in... made this joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not talking about the throat fucking. That that's great, but I'm talking about in the process of the sucking. If he would have just turned into the fly, <laughs> I think right. that would have you know added to the. I you know. I yeah okay anyway uh, back to this one as I, as I said. Uh, th- this isn't a bad film. Uh, my problem with it is that it's aimless. You know, if it would have been more focused on the journey of Paul, it was, and, and how this affected You're him. Totally missing. I could go with it, it but yeah, no, but it no. Here's You're the missing. thing: it, it, the, the script was for that. They tried to change it a little bit, but right. for the original script, for what of it is still in here, Charles Bronson is miscast. He cannot pull off those dramatic scenes. Mm. To me, this movie's kind of a mess, man. Uh, It changes the book because it was anti-vigilantism. And this one, the movie, they're clearly pushing that it's a good thing. Uh, Overall, this this film feels like it it half wants to be a very serious, dramatic look at New York City and its problems. And the other half just wants to be this exploitation, rape-filled, shooting bad guy movie. And, and that it's so weird that it's in the middle there. It but... mixes both perfectly, though. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it to does, me, it though. feels like a mess because it's 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 in there. Um, for me, uh, this is uh, this is two and a half. You not shit. quite at three. It's three. So it rounds up to three. And TV Guide, it rounds up to three. So I am giving it a three. Or I'll quote yours as a three. You can say two and a half, but I'm saying three. Uh, I'm saying two and a half. That's what I rated it. Mike, Three. what would you give it? Five. Five. It's perfect. There's five. nothing at all that you if would change I could, with if it. If I could go over five, well, I, I told you I would make the changes that he turns into the fly as he's getting sucked. All right. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our Death Wish discussion because, uh, well, it only gets worse from here, people. Well, that's what... You know, maybe that's John's perspective, but my perspective, eh, it's going to get so much better. We're going to Chicago, bitch. We're going to Chicago. All right, so please stick with us throughout this Death Wish special.
<gasps> that was horrible. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 